Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 217 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm excited about this one because today we are looking back like sands through the hourglass. (laughs) We're looking back at specific days of our lives through history. And I can just, can I take credit for this idea? Because I so rarely have like a genius idea like this, but I was like, wouldn't it be fun? Because we all have... In some way, we're all reminded of times past, like either on our Facebook memories or if you use Time Hop or Google Photos, it'll always be like, hey, check out this day in history. And I love looking at that. And then I thought, what if we built a whole episode around that? Not just because it's fun to look at pictures, but because it's such a snapshot of like where you were at a very specific time of your life. Well, and I love how it's kind of specific and narrowly defined. So rather than be like, let's reminisce about all the times gone by. It's like, right. no, what were we doing on where you happen to be recording this July 11th? And we pretty much kept ourselves to a right around that day, maybe yeah. a day or two on either side if we couldn't find anything. So it's such a window into what life was like two, four, five, six, ten years ago. Um, and yeah. I agree. I love I love Time Hop. That's the app I use. I know people use Facebook memories. So I just love this concept in general, actually. Yeah, me too. And I also love that like it well, I love and hate that it makes you really realize how quickly time goes by yeah. because you look back and I'm looking at, you know, 10 years worth of July 11th ish mm-hmm. and going, wow, like a lot has happened in 10 years and it's just been 10 days over yep. the course of, you know, all these of a decade. Yeah. So 10 individual July 11th. Yeah. It's, yep. it's amazing. I think this is one of the cool things about digital technology and about, you know, the way that we sh- capture or share memories digitally is that it is really like at the click of a button, you can kind of have this clarity and draw your, draw your own conclusions. But I think it's mostly, it's mostly a positive feeling to Mm -hmm. me. And I was going to say that my mind and my memory has always kind of worked like this 
anyway. I used to, I remember as a kid loving the, on this day in history, it would be a little thing in the newspaper. Do you remember that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Or you can also buy those like little booklets, like at the store where they have like the, on this day or on your birthday or whatever. Yeah. I always love that stuff. Yeah. I love that. And my, the way I remember things is often very tied to something chronological. We talked recently, I think just last week about how other people's babies or will trigger, like memories are triggered by who was pregnant, who had a baby. And I, um, it's really easy for me to anchor a memory in time by where I was living, what year was it? So I, there's other things that are fuzzy in my memory. I don't have a great memory in some ways, but I do as it relates to chronology. I can almost always tell you what year something happened because I, mm-hmm. it like, I can't explain it, but it fits in the puzzle pieces in my brain of what else was happening. So I love this. This is fun. Me too. Um, so you, I think you are probably a little more, uh, intentional about using time hop. I am so random. Like I'm all over the place. And so one thing that's been a challenge for me and one thing I wish I had done better through the years was, you know, I guess when I got my first few cell phones, I didn't really ever think forward to a time that I might want to see those pictures. Right. And I didn't really think about them getting lost. And back then, you know, a phone might die and then those pictures were gone. There wasn't yeah. really a cloud to load things up to or whatever. So I do have large gaps um, where I had to kind of go and go, okay, so there's nothing in my Google photos for 2012. I don't know why there just isn't. Maybe <laughs> I wasn't using it that year. I didn't have it backed up automatically, whatever. And then I had to like dig into Instagram for that. And in yeah. some cases, Facebook. So for me, it's all very pieced together. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the way it is with, especially if you're our age and you've grown into adulthood in this time when technology is constantly changing. Um, The reason I like TimeHop for me is it pulls together any social shares I've done. And I don't share a ton. I share some, but it'll pull those together. And then it also accesses my Google Photos, which for those of you who use Apple Photos, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's the cloud-based. It's really smart with search. And, you know, you don't even really have to be organized in Google Google Photos because it is organized by chronology, by location, however you want it. So it's it's amazing. You can like type beach and it will find beach pictures mm -hmm. for you. You don't have to tag them. It just knows. Oh, yeah. No, it's It's amazing. I think it's always been a little better than Apple Photos in the search capability because it's made by Google. So that's why I like it. But yeah, TimeHop pulls all that together. And I I usually open TimeHop once a day and I just kind of scroll through and I'm like, oh, on this day, here's what we do. Okay. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Okay, we're going to dive in, Megan. You're going to share the first photo, but I wanted to kind of, uh, on a logistical note, send everybody over to our Instagram because we will share all of these photos in one kind of swipe through album on Instagram today, the day that this episode drops, um, and you'll be able to swipe through and see what we're talking about. So we'll do our best to describe what we're looking at, but more importantly, what we remember about that particular day in our lives. So head over to follow us on Instagram so you can see the photos. And then I know there's some of you out there who have questions about how we organize our photos and Google photos. And that's been a big request for like a bonus episode. So I'm just throwing it out there that it's still on our radar, but that is not the topic of today's show. It's not today. No, because I would have very little to say. So this yeah. is That'll be an episode where you t- do a lot of the talking. Yeah. Um, okay. So my first photo is actually two. I couldn't choose between the two. And I think it seems the way we've structured this, I'm going working backward and it looks like maybe you're flipping and I'm going, going all the over furthest the place. Back. Oh, you're all over. Okay. So I'm going to work backward from my most recent memory to the oldest okay. one that I have. Um, so I have two pictures. It was a year ago and this actually did happen a year ago today. And I was on a camping trip with Jenna and her son, Jack, and then William and Owen, my younger boys who were 12 and 14 at the time. And I think Jack was 13 at the time. So this was our first time back, like doing a backpack camping trip. And it was like something that I had wanted to do forever. It wasn't a really intense backpacking trip. I think we only had to hike like a mile, maybe a little bit more with our stuff, but we carried in everything, our food, mm-hmm. um, our tents, our sleeping bags, water. And we did leave some extra water and some extra food. And I think a bottle of wine in the car for emergencies. Cause we knew it wasn't too far to hike back <laughs> like one mile. We could do it if we had to, Emergency right? Emergency wine. Just yes, exactly. So the two pictures I chose were first of all, the place where we chose to set up our tents, which you know, I, I'm a little naive. I don't, I've camped a lot like at campsites. I've not done like backpack camp, um, camping where you choose, you just, you just you park yourself. You yeah. don't, someone doesn't give you a site. Right. You just go, oh, that looks good. Well, we, you know, we were, it was like during the week. Um, so it was totally dead. Like this park, I think we saw 12 other humans the entire time we were there and we were there for three days. So we hiked in and suddenly we see this dune and there like these three dunes with this valley in the middle about maybe a hundred feet from the beach. And we're like, this is it. This is our spot. Well, it was amazing, except it rained the second night and we Mm -hmm. had no shelter. And we didn't really think about the fact that like, 
when the wind came whipping up over the dune and the <laughs> rain, like we had no trees to shelter us, nothing. So, um, and we didn't bother, like, I don't think we even, we might've built a fire the second night, but the first night we used our little, we have like little um, jet boil pots that like mm -hmm. heat up water and the kids all had fun, like kind of like heating up different, like sack, you know, like yeah. those little pouches of yeah. meals and stuff like that. Um, so the second night when the little two, Jake or William set up his tent, like as far away from us as he could get. <laughs> and then Owen and Jack were kind of close to Jen and I, but still probably 25 feet from us. And their tent like flipped with them in it. Like it oh was like gosh. rolling. I mean, it didn't flip over, but like it was starting to roll and their bodies were rolling. So in the morning when we came out, the tent was like upside down and they were sleeping on the roof, <laughs> on the roof. of the tent. Yes. <laughs> So it was a little stressful that night because I remember Jen and I just laying there going, oh my goodness, is it going to rain? Okay, it's raining. And then our, our rain flap kept coming off and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, suffice it to say, we lived. It's a good memory to talk about. And so the two photos are of, of our actual, of the dune with our space, which uh -huh. is great. And then there's the picture of Jenna and I clinking wine glasses with the three boys in the water in the background. We spent a lot of time just sitting down by the beach. It was really nice. It was a fun memory. I'm glad we did it. And I think we have another one coming up this summer. Can you imagine when you had five little kids backpacking a mile with, you know, just moms, Are you kidding like a me? couple of no. adults? No, no, I saved that for later. Yep. There's time <laughs> yep. for everything. Exactly. Okay. So I also have a side-by-side -side, and this is 2012. So seven years ago, I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old. And I realized when I was doing the math that I would have been pregnant about like 12, 13 weeks pregnant with Violet. And I was so, so morning sickness, nauseous that entire summer. So that is sort of like a, like a behind the scenes of this photo is I would have been just struggling to even get through the day. Um, but it would have been right in the middle of an Arizona summer. And so the main photo is my two kids and their two little buddies, um, are good friends. So two little four-year-old girls, two little two-year-old boys, and they're just sitting at the kitchen table playing with Play-Doh. And I think I picked it because it is in my mind, like, my life was like this forever, stuck inside, yeah. stuck inside all summer, little kids having a play date. I mean, I'm not saying it was a miserable time of my life. It was just well-defined by these long summers being stuck inside and having to keep little kids busy. And then, oh, by the way, I was probably barfing because I was pregnant. I so, think it's so funny to think about like the dining room tables and just like how you would just arrange kids around them and yeah. give them random stuff to do because it was you just had to keep, like you said, keep them busy. And you sometimes yeah. couldn't clean up the first thing before the next. Right. Like, so, you know, thankfully we had a six person seat, just move everybody over, feed them lunch. I'm sure there was like a booster or a high chair somewhere. Yep. Um, so I just, when I came across this, I was like, I want to zoom in and look at all the details. There's sippy cups, there's mess. There's like, this was, this was life. And a lot of this you out there life. are in that stage, especially if you are a desert person stuck inside the summer, or if you're a winter person, it's, it's spoiler alert. It's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so the side by side, I had to include because this is a thing Arizona people do is we take a picture of our car display and the temperature it says. So Megan, for dramatic effect, do you want to um, read the temperature? I, I believe it says 122 <laughs> degrees, but I'm finding that hard to believe. 122. 122. Right. So, I mean, the cars were sometimes like not quite accurate, but if it said 122, it was probably 117, something like that for real. I've never experienced that kind mm -hmm. of heat ever in my life. 
It's uh, not for the faint of heart. It is. You just don't go outside. So, you know, I've been in places where I feel hotter when it's 95 because at 95, you're still expected to like do stuff. And, you know, in Arizona, people just don't, you just go from air conditioned house to air conditioned car to air conditioned thing. Um, So you stay cool. You just are so cooped up. And I think that's what this, this photo represents, but it's a happy, it's a happy memory too, but it's like, oh yeah, those were long summers. Okay. I love that picture. Um, okay. So my next one is from two years ago. It is when I always have to do the math to remember which kid was odd year and which kid was even year. Cause Clara is the only one who's different. Um, so Clara would have been 10 or eight, sorry. And will would have been 13. And then Jack, my nephew is in this picture as well. And he's 12. And I was directing a team production of guys and dolls. So it was my first experience, uh, experience directing, which was really fun. Cause Clara came with me to a lot of the rehearsals and got very into theater. And Jack was really into theater at the, or William was really into theater at the time. And uh, let's see, William was playing Big Julie. Jack was Nicely Nicely Johnson. And then Clara got to do a walk-on. And so I grabbed this picture. I think it was opening night. It's the three of them doing like a little, I don't know, Charlie's Angels gangster thing. Um, it's kind of bittersweet because Will now has decided he's all about rock and roll and does not want to do theater anymore. Oh, yeah. I know. He was your theater sad. kid. He was my theater kid. He's like my go-to and he still likes, he still loves theater, but he doesn't want to perform right now. He just wants to play in his band. So I'm not sure if I'll get to direct him again. It kind of depends if he comes back to it. Um, But the cool thing about this, I did get to direct him in Annie and then I'm now directing a production of Newsies. So, you know, Guys and Dolls was this teeny little production and now I'm doing this much, much larger one, which kind of led to that. So, um, so it's just a really fun picture because not only you were laughing about it earlier, Sarah, it's not only like this great little memory of like, all, all of our first in something, you yeah, know, yeah. but also William is like four feet taller than Jack. Oh my gosh. I was, this is so <laughs> cute. And I, I think I'm getting, because I have a middle schooler and I am around more kids this age, I'm getting to this point where I see the sweetness and the cuteness in the awkwardness of middle school. And I, I mean, you said Will was 13, Jack was 12. And when you guys see this picture, it's, they're like two different species almost like a little boy. (laughs) And then this like big growing into man. And I just think that's, those are the types of things you have to look back to kind of notice how sweet and funny that is because kids grow so slowly and everybody's changing and you're aware of the changes, but that is to me just so there's something really kind of funny, but in a sweet way about like these two boys on either side of growth spurts, basically. Yeah, they were totally. And Jack, I mean, William had just gone through like his major, I'm about to become a real man, um, (laughs) growth spurt. And he's always been a little bit on the bigger side and Jack's always been a little bit on the smaller side, but it's so the contrast (laughs) is hilarious in this picture. So, and now they've evened out more and Jack does look like a teenage boy because he is now. Yeah. No. Um, So that was like a, yeah, it was a really fun, it was a really fun experience. Well, I am very excited about your current directorial efforts. We'll have to update everybody on that in another episode because it's big time. Okay, so my next photo is from 2013, so six years ago and just a year later than the past one I talked about. So there's a whole baby, a whole extra baby there. It's my three (laughs) kids. Um, Violet was about six months, so they were five, three, and six months old. And we, in this picture, are up in Central Oregon at the house that my grandparents retired to when I was in kindergarten. So the house that I went to visit my grandparents in pretty much my whole growing up, and this was the last summer that we went there because my grandma, she's 90, she's still doing great, but she lives in assisted living, and this... um, Central Oregon is in the high desert Cascade Mountains, so it's really, really icy and snowy in the winter. And this was a two-story house. It was just not, she wasn't going to live there forever. 
And, um, so I think what's, first of all, it's a really beautiful picture. I think I might've taken it with my DSLR. It's just really pretty the way it's lit and the kids are all looking at somebody else. They're on the porch bundled up because the house was so full. We had kind of a family reunion that, um, a bunch of people slept outside. We didn't, my kids didn't, but I think we'd gone outside with our coffee in the morning and I had aunts and cousins and everybody's on the porch. And I think everybody was really aware this was the last summer we were going to be at Black Butte. And, um, it wasn't like, I mean, it was fine. I don't remember it being really sad and somber, but we were aware of the significance. And the significance for me was that my kids, you know, got to be there and experience it and play where I had played growing up. And, um, and yeah, so. And you got to get all three of them there, which is special. Yes. All three of them made it there. Um, and the other thing that is so cute is the they're bundled up, which it's so funny in contrast to the previous summer in Arizona, you're either cooped up inside and it's 122 or you're out of town. Like that's, there's, those are the only two options. And so, um, I just, remember loving that my kids got to wear fleeces and sweatshirts and like have mm-hmm. those chilly mornings. Cause when you, when you don't have that, that just seems like heaven, like just give it me, does. give me a hoodie and the reason to need it. And I am happy. So. And um, Violet has that adorable quintessential baby with a hood hoodie almost over yes. her eyes. That is so typical of yes. like little babies and, so- and read with his lovey. Just very Yes, cute. it is. It's like very much what I remember from that time period. So sweet picture. All right, you're up. Okay, yes. Okay, so going back five years ago, so this would have been 2014. Um, this is a picture at the beach with my four boys on a swing, like a porch swing type oh, thing. Yeah. It's like in the middle of the beach. And this just this is just one of those fun photos. Like, I don't have that many photos where I managed to get all four of the boys together in the last, like, you know, five years. Like, yeah. when they were little, it was easy, but it just doesn't happen that often anymore. And they're kind of hemming it up. They're all lying on each other. We had just gone out to a big dinner. And they, um, they, you know, we went to the beach and I don't think they really wanted to be there. So they were being kind of grumpy about it. Like it had gotten a little long for them by that point, you know, like they were ready to call it a night, um, and head home, but we kind of forced them to go do family stuff. So they're kind of grumpy, but like they have this thing that they have kind of a good humor about being there grumpy. Like Uh my kids get this grumpiness, but then they all kind of make a joke out of the fact that they're all grumpy. And so, um, it was very typical. And we took a picture of them just like sitting on this in the sunset, they're all just laying in each other and it's pretty cute. And I guess at this point, Clara would have been really little. She was probably off playing five, in a sand. maybe? Yeah, five. five She'd been, probably was playing on something else or digging in the sand or something. So, so I'm curious, yeah. like with the four older boys. So they, at this time, they would have been like eight to 17, yep. something like that. Um, eight to eight 16. To 16, yeah. Um, do you like, would you have had to say like, guys, I really want to take a picture, you know? Cause it's like wh- when kids are little, they don't really have a choice. You could take a picture or they might get annoyed and roll their eyes, but like you yeah. would have had to actually like corral them or were they already on the swing? I think they were already, my memory is that they were already on the swing and they all were just like, mom, <laughs> especially the older ones. And the funny thing about that is like, oh, and at the, at that age on his own would have been fine. Right. Like, but you know, they, they get infected by the older kids attitudes. Um, and they all started kind of slumping on each other. And then I think I was just like, oh my gosh, this is too funny. I have to grab a photo, like but it wasn't legs, like legs and yeah. arms. Yes. Legs and arms. I didn't say like, okay guys, everyone get on that swing. I'm going to take a picture of you. It was like, they all just kind of gravitated toward it and they were grumpy. You could see in William's face, he's got a grumpy face yeah. and like the other two are just pretending to sleep. It's kind of fun. I will say that so. grumpy photos can take on like family lore of themselves. And I am yeah. saying that as someone who was really grumpy about being in photos when I was like in, I don't know, eighth, ninth grade. Yeah. And there are pictures of me just 
glaring at the camera. And my mom was like, you're not going to be happy with this like someday. And I was like, well, well, I don't know. It was my, my little rebellion, right. As, as not rebellious as I was, that was just my little way. So, um, I'm all for the grumpy photos. What's funny about that is my kids don't do like, typically they don't put up a fuss about having their pictures taken. They're not mad. Like, but you can tell when they don't want to do it. They just goof off just enough to get under my skin. Like they just won't quite smile or they won't quite look like where I want them to look. It's just like this, the tiniest little, yeah, like you said, active rebellion. They're trolling me. Yes, that's exactly. (laughs) Yep. Well, I'm curious if like looking back at these has made you think any differently about, I mean, your kids are big, big now, but at some point you are going to be looking back at photos taken this summer. And has it yeah. made you think about like, oh gosh, I want to take more or just want to keep taking them? Like, has it kind of made you think? Well, I was thinking about this because the pictures are very similar to the kind of pictures I take now. I'm I'm not super intentional about taking pictures. I don't take a lot of them. I'll, I'll just be sitting there and go, oh, this is really cute. And I'll pull my phone out and grab a photo. I think I used to have more opportunity to do that um, because I was just with them all more. Like yeah. they, we were all together more. And also because when I was married, there was more of that, like John and the kids are off doing something and I'm like the mom behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And now I tend to be in the action yeah. more. And I actually like that. So no, like I, I know that I'm not getting as many. And sometimes I'll go, man, it's been a long time since I've gotten a picture of Jacob or Isaac and I, I need to do something about that. But also like when I am with them, it just never seems like the right moment to pull a camera out. So, yeah. and the kids now, like, it's kind of funny. Like when I'm with the kids now, the older they get, the more I find that they're just kind of directly engaging. They're not doing stuff where I'm like, ha, oh, this would make a great picture. Or like, this is really funny or cute. Or like yeah. people would think this was cute. It's more like, we're just having a conversation yeah. and it would be weird. Yeah, Like they're paying attention to me in yep. a way that they didn't always when they were little. Like when they were little, I could grab these candidates yep. because- they were doing their own thing and that doesn't really happen anymore. That's so. like exactly what I was going to say of the big <laughs> shift. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm glad that you made that. Um, Cause I've tried to figure out, I took so many pictures a few years ago and I take so many fewer now. And that is the reason is I am still with my kids a lot. I mean, we're recording this in the middle of summer and my kids are around me all the time, but we are engaged with each other. We're having conversations. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. And it would not only be weird, it would really break connection and almost be rude. Um, so I think we still, when we're out somewhere special or we have an opportunity for a cute picture, the three of them or the five of us, I'm still good about it. I mean, I'm always good with a camera and I, I like photography, but I don't have as many slice of life pictures just because exactly what you're saying. They're not sitting around playing with Play-Doh and tuning me out. If we're together, they either need something from me or we're engaged and connected. And I don't want to break that. So it is very, it's quite different, but it does, it does make me want to still capture the everyday. I think that's what I'm always going for in pictures. And it's what I most like to look back on is the everyday. So, you know, and that, and the other thing about the candids is like, don't you feel like your older kids now, if they were, if they happen to not be looking at you, say Allegra was like standing on the beach, looking at the water and you thought, oh, this is a gorgeous photo. And you like try to sneak up on her with the camera. Don't you think she'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, they, they catch <laughs> are you. Are you about to take my picture? Yeah. Like they're so much more aware now. Yeah. And then they say, are you going to post that? Which is yep. something we're going to talk about next in next <laughs> week's episode. We're going to talk about that whole dynamic, but they know. Yeah. It's very different. And that's okay. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. 
The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah. So for both of us, the pictures that we're putting here are a mix of photos that we pulled out of our, um, just our Google photos, but then we didn't share and ones that we shared, right? Like yeah. you have some in here uh-huh. that are shared. So I'm curious if you've noticed any patterns about what you choose to share publicly on social Versus photos that get taken in but not shared. And has that changed for you? Yeah, I do. I think one of the biggest things is just the quantity. I've always taken just a lot of pictures. I really enjoy editing and kind of curating stuff after. So I have kind of my whole, my own like little private hobby of taking and editing and organizing photos that never make it to social media. Um, One thing I noticed about the sharing back then is I just would put, filters, like ugly Instagram filters on everything. And I thought it was so artistic. I've just, I mean, I think was, a lot of people did that. Everybody did. And I didn't have any, I, I've come to photography much later. So I didn't have any kind of a trained eye to know I was in most cases making things look worse. And a lot of these pictures are in the days where iPhone cameras were starting to replace anything else that you would have, but they weren't that good yet. So yeah. like, you know, I did have a, I had a point and shoot digital when Allegra was a baby, but from like 2010 on, I only had an iPhone, but it was a bad iPhone. It was an iPhone yeah. three or four or something. So uh, I, what I noticed about the ones I shared is first of all, I over filtered them. And second of all, there's so many more that I didn't share that I'm really glad I have. So it just, it wouldn't have occurred to me to share them. And and when I shared photos, I had some kind of like funny comment or I always had a reason. I was always like, it was definitely like a micro blog for me. Like there was a caption that meant something and a reason why I was sharing this photo, but then there's so many more that didn't get shared. So that's kind of interesting. How about you? Um, so I've always shared pretty few photos. And when I went back to my Instagram, there was definitely a couple of years there, like 2012, 13, 14, where I was sharing a lot more. And I would say actually 2013 and 14, 
And I kind of remember like signing up for Instagram right away. Like when everybody got on it, I followed a whole bunch of people and that would have been going way back, like 2010. Yep. I think Clara. I, I was also on it really early, even though yeah. for most things I came late blogging and uh, Facebook, but Instagram, yeah. I was right away. I think it yeah. was 2010. And I had one picture from 2010 and it was like Clara on Christmas morning. And then I didn't do anything for like two years because <laughs> what I noticed was that everyone was putting terrible um, filters on photos and I hated looking at them. So I kind of just didn't do it for a while. So I did have a little burst there where I just was sharing more because I think I was doing more like lifestyle blogging then. And I was just like doing projects with my kids. And it just for all the reasons we talked about, like there was just more photos being taken. Yeah. And so I was sharing more. Um, even then though, the number of, photos I shared compared to how many I took was pretty small ratio. I think last year I maybe only shared like eight photos of my kids on Instagram. I might've only had like a photo a month on Instagram last year. So some years I'm, I'm heavier than others, but like, usually it's like a moment that I'm really impressed with my photography that happens very, very rarely. Although with the newer iPhones, it happens more often. Yeah. Um, or the ones that like are really poignant or capture like a funny moment in time or sum up my kids' personalities. And like you, there's always like a some kind of caption I put on it that ties it all together and and makes there be a reason. Um, For me, it's just like, or like if we're going on vacation, I might take more pictures then, but I just sharing on social isn't something that I'm in the habit of doing. It's not like built into my life really. Like taking the photos is, and often in bursts, like one weekend I'll take a bunch of pictures and I won't take any for three weeks. And that's just kind of how things go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of helpful to hear. Um, okay. Well, I will jump in with the next photo and it is another pair of photos side by side. (laughs) It's three years ago. So 2016, it is of little Reed. He would have been very newly six. Um, and he is off to his first day at a week long. It was a day camp, but it was, uh, I, the, the other pictures of the schedule, it was like nine to four. So it was a really full day camp. And I remember being a little nervous because he was one of the youngest. He had just turned six and it was like six and seven year olds. And he had just finished up kindergarten at his Montessori school. So he hadn't been to like real school yet. I mean, he had a great kindergarten program there, but it was like his preschool. Does that make sense? Like he had never, he had not yet been to elementary school. And so he was going into this week-long camp with more elementary aged kids. He's really little for his age. And so there's a picture of him, like he's kind of looks disgruntled and he, like, yeah, I think I'd does. probably put sunscreen all over him cause his hair's all messed up. He's got his little lunch. And then the other picture is of their, like their play-by-play schedule for the day. And I just remember thinking, Oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to go. Allegra's always been pretty easy for things like that, um, to drop off and Right. Um, and, and to go with the flow, he's much more like kind of anxious. And, but I'm not ready to move on yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't, he never had a lot of separation anxiety. Like he wouldn't have cried on this day. He just might've gotten really tired and kind of grumpy because I was worried about the long days. So I picked it because it just the, first of all, the picture cracks me up of him kind of standing there. Like, why am I here? What am I doing? He looks like the world's youngest old man. Like yes. he's just done. Like he's yes. going to, like he's going to his business with his little you yes. Know. <laughs> and then if you like zoom in on the schedule, I, it's like this whiteboard of like all the things they're going to do that day. And I just remember thinking like, a lot. this could go really well or really badly. And so the funny story about that week is it went, he actually did really great. They, they go to the beach, they went whale watching. Like it was a good, um, the lesson is he was ready and I was ready. We just had to like push ourselves to that level. And on the last day of camp, he broke his arm. So oh. now when he talks about that camp, we still talk about it. it's that the ocean Institute and Dana point, which has amazing 
amazing camps. And we still talk about uh, like those camps and he'll be like, yeah, but I broke my arm. <laughs> so Aww. that week is um, forever tainted. But that's that one. Oh, that's sad. But cute. Yeah. <laughs> but one of those memories, it's still cute, you know. Yeah. OK, um, let's see. My next one is seven years ago. Yep. No, that's six years ago. 2013 was six years ago. Oh my goodness. Okay. I didn't think that list seemed right. Okay. So she was four. Okay. Um, and this picture is just summertime perfection. Aww. It's her. And it's so like, I'm just going to sum up all the ways this was my life at this time. <laughs> so I talked in a recent episode about how I have this thing in, in those days where I would have like a box of Dairy Queen treats in my freezer. Uh-huh. And then if I just couldn't with the kids anymore, they could have a treat. But the rule was they had to eat the entire treat outside. I love it. So that was one thing. This was her little buddy, Luke, who lived down the street and they were about the same age. And he, they just lived like two doors down. So Luke and, and all the kids, were, they had four boys and they were roughly-ish the same ages as mine. Okay. So they would run back and forth, except Luke was more like Clara's age. Okay. So the Clara and Luke were just buds and they played together all the time. And um, they, Luke liked star bars. Clara liked Dilly bars, okay. as you can see. Yeah. This there's this little bench that I had, it was super cheap little outdoor bench. I think it had a Barbie or something on it that I had gotten for a camping trip or something, and then just was permanently on our patio. Mm-hmm. And then she's wearing that tea collection dress that mm-hmm. I have loved. Like I had her wear that until it was like almost like a crop top. A shirt. Because yeah. I loved it so much. And then both her and Luke have like shag haircuts because Luke had this awesome long blonde hair and Clara was growing out a, basically a bowl cut from the year before. She yeah. had gotten like a bob that was almost more like a bowl than a bob. And it was so adorable. And she was young enough. She didn't care. Like she didn't, she wasn't self-conscious about her hair. I want to say the following year was when she was like, nope, I'm over short hair. I'm never <laughs> doing that again. I will never have bangs again. So this is the last pictures I have. Like that two year era is the last pictures I have of her with, with that kind of bang and that kind of cut, which I thought was adorable on her. It is so cute on her. And I have to say, because I started like from the time I was reading your blog and then working for you, I didn't meet Clara for years and years. And as your only girl, I, I probably just paid attention more to what she looked like and she was closer to my kid's age. So that is the haircut that I feel like is etched in my memory of Clara yeah. before I even knew her. And of course she yeah. has like really thick, long hair now, but yeah, like really long now. And yeah, she finally grew out her last bang experiment and she says she'll never do that again. So that is I so don't funny. know. Well, yeah, yes, that, that it's very Midwest summer, like yep. epitome with a little bit of an Instagram filter maybe on there. looks like but it possible. was like, I, I think I probably use like, I only use one of the first three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the one, what is the first one? The, the one that kind of brightens everything. I don't know. I don't even remember Clarendon or something. There's, it might be Clarendon. Yeah. yeah. I, I use, I get, I use that one a lot because I think I didn't know how to take well-lit pictures. Mm-hmm. I still don't really. So that's just kind of a, it just a solves yeah. that problem. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love it. Okay. So I'm getting actually closer to current. This is from 2015. So four years ago. And this is one of those pictures that I would not, it's not a good picture from a photography standpoint, and I wouldn't have shared it on social, but I'm so glad I have it. So this is, um, in my front yard now. So we would have moved to California and we are saying goodbye to our Arizona besties. Those same little kids who are in the very first picture who've stayed really close with us. And one of the hardest parts of moving when my kids were little was leaving those close friends and kind of not knowing how those relationships, if, or how they would stay over time. Cause those relationships, I only met those people when I had babies. They're not longtime like family friends or anything like that. And so 
um, that, that was hard. And starting from the very first year, they would come to visit us and our kids have stayed so close. It's like cousins. So that is really special. But the other funny thing about looking at this picture is we will be, we will have been here five years in just a few weeks in the beginning of August. And in my mind, that's still kind of recent. Like I still, when I talk to people, I'm like, well, we just have only lived here for a few years. And I feel like, so therefore my kids, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, or it doesn't feel like they should have been that little. And looking at this picture, it's a bunch of little kids. And yet we already lived here. So it's more of like a, a weird, when we were talking about, when you were talking about um, looking back at photos is such a reminder of how much happens. That's what I feel when I look at this picture. Cause on the one hand, we're here in the house we live in now, which doesn't feel like it was yeah. that long ago. But on the other hand, it was a long, long time ago. They're really yeah. little. Um, so yeah, it, the photo is just, we were saying driveway goodbyes to our good friends who came to visit. And that has become kind of a staple of our summer. They're going to be here not next week, but the week after. And it's something we've looked forward to every year. And that would have been like the first time it happened. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. So this is my last photo and this is from seven years ago and it's Clara again. Um, just her and it's her on the beach with a fresh Bob. Yep. <laughs> and I want to say this is one of my first, like oldest Instagram photos I think this is maybe one of the oldest ones that I was happy with. You know what I mean? Like when I yeah. first kind of started Instagramming regularly and she still looks like a baby. She's got chubby cheeks. Yeah. It's like a nicely composed picture. Like it's, there's like sunlight it must've been, I think it must've been sunset or yeah. dusk. There's like kind of like sun glistening off the side of her and her eyes are closed probably because the wind, you could tell yeah. like her hair is kind of windblown and you can, she's just chubby. She's got a bandaid on her knee. Oh, that is such and like, a preschool. Like you can, yeah. you can see those long eyelashes. And if you look at her fingers, they're kind of chunky Yeah. and she's got a little rake and a little bucket. And this was, you know, we went to the beach. Well, we always, we still do, but like, as you know, life at the beach is very different when you yeah. have a three-year-old with you as yeah. it is now. Like there's more, there's not really toys involved anymore. Yeah. And back then it was like, kind, you know, the little swimsuits were so cute and there was just kind of this. I don't know. Do you there was think just a you, sweetness about it. Do you, ha do you think you had a realization at the time that this was, was like last baby, only girl, you know, getting a little bit older or were you still just so in the thick of it? I didn't know. I realized that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I realized that from day one with Clara, like yeah. she has definitely been the most photographed of any of my children. Mm -hmm. And not only because she's the youngest, which I think helps because I didn't have other kids yeah. like that I had to really, you know, they were getting older. Um, but just cause she was the only girl and she was the last. And I also had better ways to capture her. Yeah. So like, she's really, yeah, she's, she's definitely has better and more photos of her. And I think I've captured some really, really beautiful moments of her. Um, yeah. but definitely like one of the first pictures I took of Clara was her just like wearing this enormous tool skirt. And it's just like, she's engulfed in it. And uh -huh. I thought, well, this will be my only shot. Like, this is it. Yeah. You no, know? yeah. been waiting for the, we've been waiting for the pink and the yeah. tool and all that stuff. Yeah. So. For oh, sure. So sweet. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that picture. This one. You, yeah. I don't think you would have been. I have yeah. one like only one person liked it. So everybody go like this photo on Instagram from 2012. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, okay. So my last one is, uh, well, the little loveys that my kids have had and sucked their thumb. Uh, the first appeared earlier in one of the pictures with Reed and they appear in so many pictures that it's like just a through line. It's a staple. All three of my kids, you know, had little loveys, but what were, so what, what you're looking at in this picture is two car seats taken from the side. Allegra's facing forward, Reed's facing back. They are one and three in this picture. And we are at the start of a cross country trip. We, I, I remember taking this. We were really pulling out of the driveway in our Arizona house to go to the airport. 
after which we would have like a five and a half hour flight and then a two hour drive. So Mm. it's a very, very long way. We go every other summer to Rhode Island. And this wasn't the first time, but I think it was the first time in a few years. The only other time we'd been before this was Allegra was actually like a brand new infant. So Mm. um, having a three-year-old and a one-year-old on a cross-country flight, I just remember how much prep went into getting us ready to go, how many things I was thinking about, you know, you got to check the car seats, you got it. We've done whole episodes on this, but this is the height of like, no one can even carry their own backpack. Like these are little, little kids. Um, and off we go. And those are the, I am really glad we've done those cross country trips. They're really hard. They're really expensive. I remember so much about that trip. Sleep was so hard on that trip. So hard. Like Reed wasn't even close to sleeping through the night and, and, Na- he couldn't nap like a one-year-old's almost worse than a newborn. Cause like they, oh, yeah. they need structure, but, but then like, they don't even know what to do with themselves if they're not good sleepers. Right. And he was not quite walking. And so I just remember that trip being so hard, but looking back all these years later, eight years later, I'm really glad we did it. Like, I'm really glad that I know how to fly with little kids. It was like a notch on my belt and I'm glad that we have those family memories and I'm glad we kept doing it. So yeah, when I look at the picture, it's, it's like two little babies, like off to go on a, I mean, it's like like a 13 hour, it's like a 13 or 14 hour day. It's a really long day. And then you, you end up jet lagged and grumpy and not sleeping on the other end of it. So it is not for the, not for the faint of heart. And you're like, why did I spend all this money? I spent like two grand on plane tickets for what? Right. Now I can say in hindsight that I'm glad we did it. Isn't that kind of just like a metaphor for parenting though? Like it's expensive and hard, but you're glad you did it. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And your pictures are probably blurry, but we all said because your eyes were blurry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are got to wrap up. This was, yeah, we are. This has been so much fun though. And I love that it kind of ties into our next episode. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about sharenting, which apparently is now what we're calling sharing pictures of your kids online. I didn't know this, but um, it's one of those cutesy little key phrases or, you know, buzzwords that we have to use now. So we're talking about sharing pictures of our kids online, privacy issues, safety, um, kind of respecting their boundaries and how that's changed for us over the years. Yeah, no. So this is a perfect kind of setup for that. So come back next Tuesday for that. And then just um, as a reminder, check out our Instagram. We're at the mom hour. We're going to put all of these pictures right there. Easy for you to find. And um, while you're there, just say hello, leave a comment somewhere and let us know, you know, who you are and where you're listening from. And we really have a great community there and we'd love to see you guys there. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us. And it really only takes about 30 seconds. 
If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.